Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh-huh. Like, I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock, look at the view from the top, researching rookies a lot, no, I just be listening to pods, yeah, one in particular, I'm just a messenger, let me just pass on the rock, browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing, what he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things, and there's Dennis the Bennett, yeah. The man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, cultured in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use the take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean, dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round Table. Come take a look at the crown, baby. Go. What is going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. It is Friday, March 18th. We have got an absolutely loaded show for you guys today. Uh, the NFL has just not allowed anybody to take a break over the past week. Uh, my goodness, free agency has been wild this year. But before we jump into all of that, we would like to say that we are proud to be a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. You can find them at Pigskin Podnet on Twitter, or you can search the hashtag TPPN as we hashtag that when we go live. Dennis, Matt are both here with me. Gentlemen, I mean, have, have either one of you gotten any sleep since the NFL free agency, uh, or really this past week with NFL free agency kicking off? Um, I haven't gotten a lot of sleep, but I think it's more related to the fact that my son was taking his driving test today and he got his license about two hours ago and now it started raining and he's off on his maiden voyage with his car and it's, you know, it's not storming, but it's wet out there. It's more than just a misting. Uh, hopefully it's enough to make him realize, hey, it's wet. I should probably be extra careful on my first day of driving solo. Uh, that's probably what's kept me up more. Football, man, football's been crazy. It's been That's been the adrenaline that's kept me going there. It, I mean, it's all coked up, man. When you say this week has been drunk. Yeah, something like that. 
Yeah. Um, actually, uh, speaking of sleep, you know, I, I had 12 straight days of work and I started vacation today. Uh, go to Las Vegas tomorrow. Got a sinus infection. Uh, so I started some antibiotics Thursday. My wife, um, ever looking to cheer me up this morning, said I look like death. So I went and took a nap and I just wake up and I, I see that picture Dennis posted in our chat. And I thought, well, something must have happened. So I'm getting my sleep just in the off hours. Yeah. If you guys did not catch the news, Matt was also traded to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. That is why he is heading out to Las Vegas here this weekend. Um, he helped He helped bro- broker that deal, actually. I'm a little disappointed as, as I, I do kind of like the agreement package. But Matt making himself some money. Speaking of making money, I mean, I, I guess we have to lead off with the big news here, and that is Deshaun Watson. So when we left you guys Monday, a lot has happened. Uh, we we heard that Deshaun Watson was likely going to be traded. Uh, I brought up that, that at that point, I believe, was the very earliest part of the rumors that the Browns were going to try and get in on the sweepstakes. At one point, it was the Browns, the Saints, the Falcons, and who was the fourth team? I'm trying to remember now. I can't remember who it was for the life of me. Uh, the Panthers? Panthers, yeah. Up until yesterday, everybody was told, at least by NFL insiders, that the Panthers and the Browns were out of it. It was going to come down to the Falcons and the Saints. What is going on, Xavier and Caden? Yes, we're, we're going to talk about the Deshaun Watson deal right now, actually. I will give my thoughts being a Browns fan. So um, then rumors were this morning, and I've seen a lot of people posting, so I do believe this. It was going to be Atlanta until Cleveland came in at the last minute and told Deshaun Watson that they are going to, quote, unquote, pay him what he's worth. That meant $230 million, I believe, Fully guaranteed. Yep, they are all guaranteed. on Deshaun Watson. The, he, I don't know if his agent was talking to Kirk Cousins' agent, trying to figure out how to get everything fully guaranteed, because holy crap. Fully guaranteed contract for five years. They also gave up five draft picks, three first, a third, and a fourth. They did get back a fifth. <sighs> okay. This, this is a very deep conversation here, so we're definitely going to spend a lot of time on this. I actually want to save, let's save the Watson on and off the field discussion for the end of this, because I think that's a deeper conversation that I think, I, at least I know I want to spend time on. We were just talking a minute ago pre-stream about that. I don't want to cut that short. So let's go to the other stuff first here. Matt, what does this mean for the... Panthers, Falcons, and Saints now, who are all very heavily as well, hoping to get to Sean Watson and did not get him. Yeah, so I think the Falcons probably just stick with Matt Ryan. Um, it's not great. They also don't have any wide receivers, but they, hey, they did sign Damian Williams. So they have Damian Williams and Mike Davis, Kyle Pitts uh, out there probably. His new nickname is The Lonely Island. Um the Saints, uh, the Saints, it looks like, are going to re-up with Jameis Winston. I thought Winston was okay before he got hurt there. They still have Taysom Hill. They're probably going to roll with that. Both those teams have cap issues and a lot of different problems. Um, the real question is going to be the Panthers. You know, the only quarterbacks out there, I doubt they want to go after Baker, Um it doesn't seem like they've been that interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'm wondering if they 
take somebody with the sixth pick? Do they roll Sam Darnold out there like he was always plan A? Um, but all three of those teams remain in purgatory, and Tampa Bay is just sitting back laughing, uh, making their January plans. Yeah, it's – I think I, – I feel like Ryan wants to – he probably wants to be traded right now. So I think it's his agent and Baker's agent right now both trying to convince Indianapolis – Hey, this is the guy you want. In and in Indy, I think either one could be successful in Indy. Good offensive line, good alpha wide receiver, um, good running back, good defense. So I think Ryan and Baker both could be successful. It comes down to, I think, you know, do you want a quarterback that's kind of the consummate professional? Not a high ceiling, um, but I think Ryan would execute things. He's certainly above Philip Rivers' level at this point. Um, or do you want to go with Baker, who's younger, who, if he's successful, you could have somebody who's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder, wanting to prove the Browns wrong. Uh, I feel like those are the two guys really in it for Indianapolis. I mean, they could still trade for Jimmy. The question with him is he's coming off the injury, you know, what is it, shoulder and hand injuries. Uh, So I think he's out there. You know, the pool of quarterbacks out there isn't too deep. I think, uh, who is it, Pete Carroll's expressed some interest in Baker as well. So it's going to be interesting. There's five spots. And probably one to two rookies, I would feel comfortable throwing in the sink or swim. Um, but I don't know that I would, uh, you know, there's no franchise quarterbacks out there now. Ooh, I may slightly disagree with that. Um, the Panthers, I'm the most confused about this. I was telling Matt about this uh, earlier. Uh, I'm in a couple different discords, one of which, um, I, you know, I believe he changed it back now to Destination Devi, Ray Garvin, who knows some people in the NFL. And we were talking a little bit this week about being at the Senior Bowl and how Matt Rule has just really kind of the shine that was on Matt Rule a couple of years ago has completely gone away. Uh, there's a lot of players and everything that have talked about not necessarily like playing for him. There was rumors all over the college uh, you know, universe or however you want to put it, this this preseason that if uh, James Franklin left Penn State to go to USC before Lincoln Riley was named the head coach, that Matt Rule would leave to go back to Penn State like immediately. So clearly that's not working out. And what makes that situation very interesting for me is I don't think their new GM is in any rush to necessarily draft a quarterback because he doesn't need to, where I think Matt rule may want to take a quarterback. And I believe he has final say on roster roster movement and everything. He has the past couple of years. So does he take a quarterback with their first pick because he knows they need somebody because he doesn't want to go with Sam Darnold. That is what's interesting to me. Cause I agree. I don't think they go get 
a Baker or a Jimmy G. I don't think that I don't think they make that bet because of what they did with Sam Darnold, especially not Baker, because they're going to be back right in the same situation they were last year. If they go in, then they have to decide immediately: Are we picking up his fifth year option now? Granted, I do think Baker has shown a ton more on the field than Sam Darnold has, but you're still putting yourself in that same situation. Indy is interesting to me, and Matt, why uh, we talked obviously a little bit before we jumped on that I thought. Tell me what this sounds like to you. As Dennis mentioned, good defense, really good running back and running game, one of the better offensive lines in all of football, and like a good receiving weapon. Well, that sounds like the and that sounds like the AFC South Browns to me is what that sounds like. So you're going to take Baker Mayfield from the same situation he was in in Cleveland and send him to the same situation on the AFC South, adding in and maybe this is just because I do have a a, for a very like small hatred for Frank Reich, bad play calling as well because that's exactly what Frank Reich has shown us. Like I think Baker could thrive in that offense and be good, but I don't think he'd do anything for us fantasy. I think you're going to see a lot of, I think you can see what we saw from him in 2020, but I don't know that he's going to be game changing. If that makes sense. Like, I think he could be good there. I think him or Jimmy G would fit there. Go ahead, Matt. One note is uh, Baker is on his fifth year option right now. He was the same draft class as Sam Darnold. So it'd be interesting if you trade for him, you have the first and third overall pick. So it's a one year bet on Baker where they would, where I think maybe they, they would, I don't think that's a terrible decision for any teams. You have a point about Indianapolis, except for I will go back and say Indianapolis has actually lost some pieces on its offensive line in the last couple of years. So they have some work to do. They have money, uh, but they don't have a first round pick and they have some work to do. I think you bring up excellent points. Like what, what are his receivers? You hope Paris Campbell is something Zach Pascal exists. Yeah. Um, I think you have Moali Cox. No, I think Pascal's a free have, agent. Did they re-sign they him? Pascal. Like when I was looking, I know they've got Pittman and they've got Paris Campbell. Pittman's yeah. the only one you can rely on. So it's like he he's right back in the same situation he was in in Cleveland. Now, granted, Jonathan Taylor, and you know, I mean, I think it's fair to say, though, even with that offensive line losing pieces, that's kind of the offensive line he's had in Cleveland the past two years because Cleveland, oh. while they've had a lot of really good players, they've been beat up. You're right. He doesn't. Pascal is a free yeah, agent. I thought they he have was a Kiki Kuti though. Hey, there um, we go, baby. There we don't. go. So it's 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 intriguing for me, like because all the rumors have been the past couple of days. Obviously, we know what happened with Baker, and I was I was talking before we jumped on air that like I was about to come on with like a very passionate defending Baker speech today because I think the Browns fans have gone way too far on the hate for Baker. Um, you know, he was great his rookie season. He kept us in a playoff race, and I guarantee you, Dennis was 100% right because I remember this conversation. Dennis, I believe, Matt, you and me were on the same side of start Tyrod Taylor. Do not start Baker Mayfield. And Dennis said, throw him out there. Let's see what you do. If Hugh Jackson doesn't make a dumb decision in the Pittsburgh Steelers game where you end up, I believe they tied – you win that game. They should have beaten the Saints. They would have started off the season 2-0 and before Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. Baker Mayfield takes over. All they needed to do was win one extra game, and they would have made the playoffs, I believe, his rookie season. I remember they got eliminated. It was in like week 15 or 16 in Denver because it was a Saturday game, and I went to that game, and yes. they won. And then the Steelers won that Sunday, and that's what eliminated them from making the playoffs. Then 
everybody seems to just completely gloss over the fact that he had an incredible 2020 season and it may not have been great for fantasy because I think he only had 26 touchdowns, but he only had eight interceptions, good passing yards. He was great all season long. Again, they were in a lot of people like to overlook that Kansas city chiefs playoff game and say, Oh, well, Patrick Mahomes got knocked out. They were limiting them to field goals in that game. It was a good game. Baker was playing well in that game. Played well in the game against Kansas City to start off this season before he got hurt. Anna Studi threw the interception that pretty much ended the game for him, but he was playing well. Baker is not a bad quarterback. What I think the issue is, is he's definitely, I don't even want to say he's not mature, but he's very much a guy who plays with a chip on his shoulder. And when you're winning, that's great. Everybody loves you. When you're not, they don't. And I think that's why people soured so quickly on Baker Mayfield. I think that if he goes to Indy, he could thrive. If he goes to Seattle, I'm not so sure. Uh, I, I don't love that offensive line. I think it's it's one of the worst in the league. Obviously, he's got Lockett and Metcalf, which is good. Uh, but I don't know if they bring back Penny, how the running game is going to look. So I'd much rather see him go to Indy and thrive there. But I don't know what's going to happen with Baker. That That's going to be something that comes down. I don't... I honestly don't even think the Browns... A lot of people talk about the Browns getting a first-round pick for him. I don't see that happening. I think it's more of like a Carson Wentz deal that we saw where it's it's conditional based on what he does in the 2020 season, meaning they're not going to get a 2022 pick from him. I think it's going to be a 2023 like third that can become a second or something like that based on how Baker plays, a la what they did with Wentz when he went to the Colts and with him going over to Washington. I mean, Baker has almost a $19 million cap hit right now. So – Whoever takes him for the Browns, who only are at two million in cap space, they need somebody to take all of that money. And so we we've seen when you do that, that that lowers your draft picks you're going to get if you're going to eat all that money, even if it's just for one year. So, uh, no, they're not getting a first. I would be surprised if they got a second, and if they got a second, I don't think they would get anything else with it at all. Yeah, and, and that's why I think Indy makes the most sense. Seattle, I mean, Seattle's got the picks too, but Indy, no, there's all the talks that Indy might be in for Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think he'd fit that system fine as well. Like, I think if either one of them go there, Indy's probably, and at least in my opinion, maybe I'm just continuing to hate on Tennessee for no reason, probably the best team in the South if they get either one of those quarterbacks. But they, they've got to take a shot on one of them because hoping that someone falls to you in the second round at that pick I don't think is a smart decision to make for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Matt, anything well, you want to add on Baker or that is before we jump into the, the Watson talk here? Well, I do think of the potential destinations out there, it would be interesting maybe to see Baker go to Seattle because they have better receivers. Uh, it seemed like Seattle, though, is content <laughs> – as content as one can be with Drew Locke, and they they probably are a team that's going to draft some kind of development quarterback. Indy, the only thing I will say, you are you're right about like some of the pieces, but the AFC South, uh, you know what it has over Seattle. The NFC West is probably one of the toughest divisions in football. The AFC South is one of the most dreadful. You know, Houston's rebuilding. Jacksonville thinks that Christian Kirk is a wide receiver one and the second coming of Devontae Adams. And Tennessee has A.J. Brown. 
I mean, that's pretty much it. Indianapolis was nine and eight with middling quarterback play and middling production all the way around last year. Baker probably could do better than Carson Wentz um, if he stays healthy. I mean, I think that Indianapolis has the best team. And for me, you know, Vincent Frank on Twitter, I think it was today, maybe it was yesterday, he, he tweeted, he said, look, the NFL likes Jimmy Garoppolo a lot more than fantasy pundits do. And if Jimmy was in Indianapolis or Cleveland in 2021, both of those teams would have made the playoffs. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I, I feel like Jimmy might be the one who has the who's at the top of the pecking order uh, to deter. You know, they're waiting now. But now that Watson, the Watson domino has fallen, I think we see the rest of the quarterback, the veteran quarterback stuff shake out here pretty quickly. And you never know, too. I mean, if San Francisco is patient um, every year, we see a quarterback get wiped out in training camp or the preseason due to injury. Uh, you know, every year we see a contender get dealt a blow. Well, I'm not, you know, it'd be wonderful if that didn't happen, but we seem to see it every year. I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco decides to bide their time. All right. I'm just going to put this out here. I don't necessarily think this is, there's no way this is true. There is a rumor going around Twitter right now that Baker Mayfield is about to be traded to the Seattle Seahawks for DK Metcalf and two first-round picks. Oh, what two first-round picks they're getting from Cleveland unless it's 2025 and 2026, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. DK is about to be a free agent, so maybe? No, are they saying that Cleveland is getting two first-round picks? No, in exchange for Baker Mayfield. No, no, just DK is headed to Cleveland in exchange for Baker Mayfield and two first-round picks. That feels physically impossible. That's what I'm saying. But it, uh, it's being now talked about by multiple people. So I'm just saying. Well, okay, we'll see. you know, McVay and Les Snead have kind of started a fuck them picks trend. So That's true. I know, but you just go five but years out. Why does Seattle want to go – that's where I'm a little bit more sh- Look, like if it, if they didn't have dynasty, if you know, they, they would have just traded trade, three. If it if it doesn't work out in two years, they can move uh, assets for pit, picks. You know they'll have you know they can move DK for a first round pick. I'm sure in 2020, 2024 off season. Ah, let's go for it. I guess. So there is another one. Maybe it's because the Seahawks are – there's a lot of stuff that the Seahawks are making a push to get Baker Mayfield. So we'll see. I I mean, I I, I would much rather see him go to Indy, but, you know, I agree. Uh, Seattle definitely has – Carroll saw DK Metcalf uh, defend Drew Locke on Twitter and was like, fuck that guy. I mean, well, and again, I get maybe being able to to not get much for DK because he's about to be a free agent. Maybe you don't want to franchise tag him. But again, like you're talking about, they traded three first round picks. So the earliest one you're getting from the Browns is 2025. Like that just seems like a ways out to to trade. I understand you're getting Baker. And if he ends up being good for you, by the way, 
Dallas just picked up a wide receiver. Yeah, James Washington. Yeah. All right. So let's 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 get into the heavy topic here, and that is Deshaun Watson. Before we get into that, uh, Dennis brought up a good tweet that uh, at least I had not seen from Austin Gale over at PFF. Uh, if you guys want to look at that, he is at PFF underscore underscore Austin Gale G A Y L E. Um, it is for a uh, what is this? Where did it go? Where did it go? Um, it is for a organization that helps. Um, it's called Rain's Mission Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. is the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization. Rain created. Rain. Rain. I'm sorry. It's- Rain. The organization is Rain. Oh, I'm sorry, Rain. It's just telling you Rain's the organization's gotcha. mission. Okay, sorry. Uh, Rain. I'm sorry, and and Rain created and operates the National Sexual Assault Hotline 800-656-HOPE. You can also go to online.rain.org or rain.org slash es. It part is in partnership with more than a thousand local sexual assault service providers across the country and operates the DOD Safe Help Hotline. For the Department of Defense. Rain also carries out programs to prevent sexual violence, help survivors, and ensure that perpetrators are brought to justice. That leads us into Deshaun Watson. We obviously talked about oh. the money and the Remember, go ahead, Dennis. Two two ends in rain. R A I Yes, yes. So um we, we already talked about the picks, obviously, and the money that he's getting from Cleveland. Um, I guess really quick, we can touch on the fantasy side of things. Likely at least a top five QB for both of you moving forward. I mean, obviously we don't know what kind of suspension he may get this year, but after that, do you guys see him not being a top five option? He was top three. I think last time he was on the field. Yeah. I, I don't know about top five. We've had some good young quarterbacks come in but he's probably not going to be below six or seven. So if he's not top five for you, he's, he's darn close. And if everything, you know, once he gets chemistry, you know, the thing is he's going to be out six or eight games, I think conservatively estimated. And then he's going to have to develop. So he's got off the rest of the off season to develop some chemistry training camp. Then he's off. He's out camp practice with the team for two months likely. And then he's got to get back on the field, develop the in-game chemistry. So it'll be a year and a half since he's played in a a real game. I think if you're looking at, I I, I think it it may be interesting from a fantasy standpoint, if he comes out of the gate after the suspension and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to just assume a suspension is happening and it's going to be six or eight games. So when I say after the suspension, whether or not it happens, if, if it doesn't, you can make fun of me. Whether or not that's long enough, probably not. Um, but if he looks rough the first few games coming off of the suspension, from a fantasy perspective, I'd still be willing to go get him in, in hopes that uh, he's going to come around. Uh, he's a talented quarterback, and having Amari Cooper – and David Njoku, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and a good offensive line. I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity for him to um, get back in the saddle and, and get going. Yeah, I had him in dynasty ranks at 13 with the uncertainty. I think I probably will pull him up to seven. 
part of me wants to see, uh, you know, Watson's very talented as a player. We're going to set aside everything else. But um, the system that they run there, uh, you know, he's never really produced, even when we've seen Kirk Cousins have some good statistical seasons in that similar system in Minnesota. He's been around QB 10 range. Um, You know, maybe Watson does enough rushing to get there, but I still don't see the Browns as an open up and throw it. And from that standpoint, depending on what Kyler Murray does, depending on what Matthew Stafford does now with Allen Robinson, depending on what Russell Wilson does in a system that is similar to what Aaron Rodgers was in, he could have a fine season you know, we saw obviously Baker, as you just touched on in 2020, had a great season as a quarterback in that system with the Browns having a good deal of success on the field. He wasn't necessarily a fantasy all-star. And so that would be part of my hesitation. Are you going to see that wide open kind of scheme? The Browns might also be a better team. The Texans were did not really have much of a defense when Watson was there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say, I know he had Hopkins, so obviously in my my opinion, Hopkins is much better than Amari Cooper. He he's The best wide receiver he's had was when he was in Houston with Hopkins, but I, I'm very curious to see what Stefanski does here. I would not be surprised if he changes his offense a little bit to fit Watson's skills, and the one thing I will say is Watson, obviously with his legs, is much more mobile than Baker. And we saw at times that that really hurt Baker not being able to wait to get away from the defensive players where we know Watson can. Uh, so I do think the rushing side will help him a little bit. But again, right now, all he's got an Amari Cooper. And, you know, I know a lot of people are, are pumping up Donovan Peoples-Jones. Like, I'm not going to say he's going to be like a great success now just because Deshaun Watson's there. Like, I'm not I'm not necessarily sold on that. I think they need to add somebody. They're not going to be able to do that in the first round now, though, because they got rid of that pick. For the Watson thing, and and so Dennis, I know is also a Browns fan. For me, it's it's, it's kind of been a very interesting thing looking at Twitter, right? Like I've I've only posted one tweet, and it was just I was not expecting this to happen. I'm very torn on it, very conflicted because um, I I do understand that you are technically innocent until proven guilty, and I don't know what happened with the grand jury. I know that they chose not to indict him. I, I don't really, I did not look into that. Don't know why in the court of public opinion, I do believe that Deshaun Watson is a hundred percent guilty. My opinion, he did something wrong. I don't know exactly what, but you don't have that many people come forward and there not be something that happened there. That part bothers me a lot, but the way I look at it and, and you can shame me for this, if you want, I don't think it's a bad thing to be excited for Cleveland the organization, the fans, and the players that are good people on that roster. Because I'm just going to be honest, I think Watson is kind of a garbage human being for what he did. That's just my opinion. You can take that for what it's worth. But Miles Garrett is not. Miles Garrett, I mean, he's made a bad decision on the field, but off the field, everything he's done for Cleveland, all the charities and everything that he's helped out, I think Miles Garrett is a very good person. Denzel Ward, Nick Chubb. There's a lot of people on that Cleveland team in that organization and the fans that are good people that I think will benefit from what happened here with Deshaun Watson. I do not think it's wrong to cheer for the Cleveland Browns and hope for their success, but also not be happy that Deshaun Watson is your quarterback. I don't think because you're happy that the Browns are winning means you're saying I'm happy that Deshaun Watson is here. 
But if we're also being 100% honest with everybody, and this is what I was talking about a little bit in our, in our Slack channel today, there's a lot of bad people in the NFL that have got second chances and are succeeding. One that broke a kid's arm and helped the Chiefs win a Super Bowl. We've seen other people knock out their wives and still play in the NFL. There's a lot of bad people in the NFL, and yet those fans continue to go on and cheer for their teams. Like, I, I don't think that cheering for Cleveland is wrong. You can cheer for Cleveland and not like Deshaun Watson. I feel like right now Twitter is like saying you can't have, you can't, I guess, have your cake and eat it too, where I disagree with that. You can be happy for Cleveland and not be happy that Deshaun is your quarterback. Angie, I am 100% with you. I was hoping Baker would not get traded. Um, I will fully admit, I think Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback. But I do love Baker. I've got his jersey right here. I, I will always be a fan of Baker, and I will always continue to root for him and hope that he succeeds at the next level. So that that's just kind of my piece on that. Obviously, you know, as a just human being, I'm not happy with, with Deshaun Watson being my quarterback and everything he did off the field, but I will continue to cheer for the Browns because that is my team, and I want to see them have success. Uh, Dennis, you are also a Browns fan. Just kind of what went through your head today when you saw the deal? I mean, I want my team to be good. I like to cheer for my team being good. I like to cheer for good people. Certainly there's an internal conflict. You know, we see people, um, comments a lot of times, uh, where fantasy players are like, I'll never roster Kareem Hunt. I'll never roster Tyreek Hill. I'll never roster Joe Mixon. I get it. And I'm okay with people taking those stances. I'm playing a, a game of fantasy football, trying to win my leagues. Um, I can be morally disgusted with his reprehensible behavior, but still cheer for the Browns and that's what I'm going to do. I, you know, there's part of me, you know, as a lifelong Detroit Lions fan who adopted the Browns when I moved to Ohio, you know, maybe there's a little bit in me that go, can say, well, the Lions are my first team. But, you know, at some point, the Lions, I'm sure, are going to have a piece of shit human being playing on their team, too. Um, there's plenty of them out in society that hold jobs in all types of positions of authority and, um you know, it's unfortunate that we don't behave in the best interest of all, all the time. Uh, you know, there's some of us that just don't behave that way. But I want the Browns to win. And so I am uh, looking forward to uh, that happening. Yeah, we'll see how uh, everything plays out. Everybody has to make their own decision about um, how they're going to run their rosters. I I'm going to be curious to see where Baker goes to uh, be excited to see what he can do. You know, some of these, it's the same reason I I'm excited to see Mitch Trubisky. Sometimes you want to see somebody get away from their situation. I actually would be interested to see Drew Locke if he gets to start in Seattle. Sometimes you want to see, was it the player? Was it the situation? Sometimes we found it's the player. Sometimes we found it's the situation. I think Baker gave, his all. Um, it wasn't working out. He probably couldn't uh, couldn't stay there. You know, wasn't it looked like it had reached a point before today where it wouldn't have been good for him or the organization. So both both get to move on. And you know, Watson hasn't played in a year. Um, he probably 
as Dennis said, six or eight games, and then we will see uh, what he looks like in a, in a new team, new system. Thank you, Angie, for, for the sub. I saw that. And yes, uh, Colts is definitely um, an interesting spot. I would, I would like to see him go there over Seattle. Seattle is, is the other team really being rumored uh, to be in the hunt here. Miguel, again, I mean, you are, you are right. You are innocent until proven guilty, but I also think the world is not just black and white. There's a, there's a lot of gray and it wasn't just one. It was 22, I believe accusations. That's not nothing. So you can take that however you want. If you want to believe, or if you think that I shouldn't even say believe, if you think he did nothing wrong, that's perfectly fine. I, I just don't believe that. And again, I also believe everybody deserves a second chance. Like I'm not out here saying he should never play again, but I don't think it's unfair to say I'm not thrilled that he's the quarterback of my favorite team. If you are happy with that, that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with, with your thoughts on that whatsoever. Everybody is allowed their opinion. That's what makes fantasy football, NFL, all this stuff. So much fun. You know, you don't have to, nobody's right or wrong. And in, in, in my, in my opinion on any of this stuff. All right. So, Let's, uh, Dennis, before we jump into Devontae Adams, which I thought was going to be the biggest thing we were going to talk about today, which, uh, you know, the Browns said, hold my beer, which there's even more reports coming out about uh, that, which we can touch on, I guess, in a minute. Uh, tell everybody with March Madness going on, what's a way that they could go bet and win some money this weekend? So I hope nobody uh, put their money on Kentucky to be the champ. That's for for certain. Uh, college basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple, as long as you didn't bet on Kentucky. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool, answer questions like, who will make the next round? Who will hit the most three-pointers? Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and older. Restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Connecticut and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit http colon backslash backslash ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-7867 in Louisiana. 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee 
or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia, 21 or older, uh, 18 or older in New Hampshire and Wyoming, physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See http colon backslash backslash draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. Uh, so one we didn't mention, I'd actually be very curious to see uh, Baker go to the Saints as well. Um, uh, you know, he, he did get a lot of talk about being a, a Drew Brees type quarterback. We saw it now. I'm not saying he is Drew Brees, but uh, I, I'd be very intrigued to see him go to the Saints. Anyways, um, before we move off the Deshaun Watson thing. Might be a team really with quick. fewer offensive weapons than Indianapolis. That's true. No, they've got Michael Thomas at least, and they could probably draft a quarter. They won't have to give up their first. They draft a wide receiver there. They still have a pretty decent offensive line. I mean, you're probably losing Kamara don't know. for. We don't know what happens to Kamara. Michael Thomas has not played in two years. Yeah, but he's still there. He's still got hands. You know, he may not be quite the weapon well, he was. I hope but... Michael Thomas comes back, but I don't know if if I would say that's a guarantee. But I would take Michael Pittman right now over. But um, a lot of issues now. A lot of uh, general managers are apparently around the league very upset with uh, Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed contract. And I didn't think about this. Usually you see the next quarterback get the better deal. I'm very curious to see. I don't think anybody's going to get like a more fully guaranteed contract than that. I guess I could be wrong. But I'm very curious to see what happens with this moving forward because we usually see these these contracts get one-upped every single time uh, the next quarterback comes up. A lot of people very upset that he got a fully guaranteed $230 million contract. Devontae Adams also Arizona. got the bag. Those people here, are all in Arizona because Kyler Murray yeah. was already upset with them. Yeah. Um, Angie, I like Garrett Wilson. He is my number one wide receiver in the class. Uh, great route runner, great everything. I'm very curious to see where he gets drafted. I think him, for me, him, Trey, Traylon Burks, and Drake London are the only three that are system proof. Wherever they go, I think they will succeed in the NFL. Speaking of wide receivers, Devontae Adams gets traded to the Raiders, signs a five-year, $142.5 million deal. I believe, how much of that is guaranteed? Is it like 70, right? Not all of it. Yeah, it's definitely not all of it. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. I I, I thought it was 70 or 80, so a lot, a lot, almost all of it. Um, the Raiders give up their 2022 first and 2022 second to Green Bay. Dennis, let's start on the Packers side here. Uh, there's obviously rumors on both sides that, you know, Aaron Rodgers definitely knew this deal was happening. Aaron Rodgers didn't know this deal was happening. I mean, he comes back. And all sides, I think, pointed if we were if we were paying attention that this was probably happening. I know there was a lot of reports. Apparently, Devonte Adams bought a house in Las Vegas like two weeks ago, so I think he knew, or maybe he he realized he was going to get traded. So I think Aaron Rodgers probably knew. But the Packers have not shown any willingness to draft a wide receiver before like the fifth round in the NFL. What are they going to do here? Because it's just Alan Lazard on their team right now, right? And Josiah DeGuara, and tight end. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. There we go. Like, that's probably one of the – I think that rivals Atlanta for one of the worst wide receiver cores in the league. Oh, right no. Now. Atlanta, hey, they saw Atlanta, and they said, hold my beer. Yeah. 
your thoughts on what Green now, Bay does here now with two picks and and losing Devontae? I think they should probably draft a wide receiver. There's still some free agent wide receivers available. You know, Jarvis Landry could be a fit there, uh, depending on what uh, Green Bay's cap space is. I, I don't think it's terrific. Let me go find it. Uh, oh, they've got 23 million. So they've got, they do have some money that, to be able to sign a veteran or two. I mean, hell, Cole Beasley could go there. Him and Ray Aaron, if they're together, they'd be like, you know, a glove. You know, no COVID <laughs> brothers or non-vaccination brothers, whatever you want to call it. So, um, but there's still, you know, there's still a couple guys out there. There's talk they want to bring MVS back. Now that's a little more of a priority. I think that uh, despite Roger or despite MVS's hands, I think uh, Rogers, um, Rogers has some trust with him. So him and Lazard could be the guys. And, you know, Rodgers makes people look good. They're going to draft somebody. They're going to sign some free agent. And everybody's going to write them off. And then Rodgers is going to make them look good. Um, but they, you know, if they bring MBS back, they've got a deep threat. If they've got Lazard back, he's the big wide receiver. I could see him taking somebody like, Chris Olave, who's got great hands and can work the short area really well, has has real good speed. I could see them, you know, bringing in somebody like Jarvis that, uh, you know, if Jarvis went there, he works that underneath area and would give Rodgers a security blanket. He's not going to make, I think, the big plays that Devontae Adams used to make, but they're going to have to bring somebody in and – you know, maybe, you know, maybe Amari Rogers steps up. You know, he's going into his second year. Aaron Jones could potentially catch 90 balls this year. He could go nuts. You know, they they could put both him and Dylan on the field at the same time. So they're not completely bereft of talent uh, or options. But they've just had such an elite option for so long. It's hard to look at them and look at what we all felt like Rogers has wanted the team to do and they've done pretty much the complete opposite of it i don't know it seems it's a little bit puzzling they have two first round picks they should use at least one on a wide receiver will they it's chinatown jake we don't know but i will say one of the concerns i would have is we've talked about many times that rogers is not the most trusting uh, when it comes to wide receivers. So, you know, it took a long time for Devontae Adams, who's probably the highest wide receiver they've drafted, which was eight years ago. They took him in the second round. Uh, you know, their current lineup, they have Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Amari Rogers, Rico Gafford, Jawan Winfrey, and Chris Blair. So that strikes fear into the hearts of Packers fans and Packers fans alone. Uh, you're right. They could get bring back MVS. Robert Tunyon is a free agent. They could go get him back because um, they don't have much of tight end. The wide receiver pool in free agency is getting thin if they want to make a move. I mean, we're seeing guys pop off the board. You're kind of dropping down a tier or two. Uh, I know a lot of people have, have wondered if they get Will Fuller. I don't know what Will Fuller has left. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, that might have been an exciting 
midseason trade. I don't know what that does for them now. So they're going to have to do something. You could be right about them popping Aaron Jones out wide or in the slot and running uh, A.J. Dillon. Uh, it'll be yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think they've got to grab a wide receiver in the first round. They just have to. They've, they've got to give Rodgers someone. I mean, I agree that – Rodgers makes everyone better around him. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, um, you know, and he can fit that that ball into some of the tightest windows I've seen. But the wide receivers he has, I don't even know if they're going to be able to create enough separation to get a ball into a window. So I I don't know how much he's going to be able to improve them. I mean, we've seen, you know, MVS. Well, Randall Cobb didn't play, or he played, but he didn't do much last year. Like, all right, Rodgers dropped balls, MVS did like, Rodgers can only do so much. It's why I think Devontae got the volume he got, and he's not going to have that now. So I do think they need to draft someone in the first round. I don't think they can wait till the second, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, Gunkus I mean, has not seemed willing to do that of late. They have four of the top 59 picks, so they can pretty much decide who they want just about and put a package together together to go up and get them. So they can move up, you know, what their first their first first rounder is 22. 22. So they can move up to 10 or 12 if they want to, to get Traylon Burks. They're going to wait to till 22 and take yeah. Kenneth Walker and just run the wishbone. I don't right. think they'll move up, but I still think they'll be able to get someone at 22. It may not be Burks or Wilson, but I could see London falling that far. Jamison Williams, George Pickens. Like, there's still good receivers they can get there. I just, if we're sitting here draft night and they do not take a wide receiver in the first round, like, Aaron Rodgers is just going to re-retire, like, live on air. Like, I I cannot, I I would be stunned if they don't take one. On the Raiders side. I mean, they could, you know, hello, Seattle. Let's, uh, Let's send Jordan Love out there. Let's get DK Hello. Metcalf. Ooh, DK Man, I'm starting to like that. Jordan Love to the Seahawks for DK Metcalf. And like, oh, I'd, I'd actually love to yeah, send Love and their two first round picks. That's fine. I'll be all right. Um, uh, what were we talking about? Uh, Adams. So Adams now with the Raiders. He's getting to play with his college quarterback, Derek Carr at Fresno State. Those two had a dynamic connection there at Fresno State. Now, I'm not going – Christian Watson, yeah, Miguel, that would actually be another good fit for them as well with the speed that he brings on the outside. Um, but they have Christian Watson already, version 1.0 in MBS. Yeah, I think Christian Watson's probably already better than MBS, so yeah. I, I take I take a shot on Watson. Um, I'm a little not buying so much into that connection right now because that was over a decade ago i'm pretty sure like they are about a decade ago how long ago was it that they were in college together i'm trying to remember was it 20 uh, adams has been in the league for eight years so yeah, almost nine so to be nine this season then right am i adding that up correctly yeah so 14 was the year both of them came in the league so it'd be 12 13 gotcha so yeah I mean, sure, I guess the connection doesn't go away. I'm not 100% buying into that. Derek Carr does not push the ball down the field much. That's really at times where Adams thrived with Rodgers. I definitely think it's not a bad place for him to go with Josh McDaniels there. Many consider him one of the best play callers in the league, so intrigued to see him go there. But they do have Hunter Renfro, who got a ton of volume last year, and Darren Waller, who if he bounces back, I think is going to steal volume away from Adams as well. So Matt... 
probably doesn't fall outside the top five, which is what I tweeted out this morning, but I do think it limits his chance of being like the wide receiver one overall because he's not going to get that volume. And yes, Angie, I'm sorry. I meant to answer that a minute ago. Nick Chubb is in my top five running backs because I still think he is one of the best running backs in the league. I don't know that everybody else would put him there. I I don't think you're giving Derek Carr enough credit. I I, I saw you post that on Twitter, and I replied back to you. and said, who has he necessarily had to throw it down the field to? Let's talk about the Raiders. I didn't even have... see you, you, you said that. It's been a long day yes, for me. I, I honestly did not even see you uh, back to me. I'm also going to ask you, uh, what do you think Derek Carr's career long passes? Career long passes? Yeah. I'm looking yards? at his long, his long per season. His career long is 87. He's never had a year but where he had less than a 61 yard. How much of that is air yards and how much of that is like hitting Henry Ruggs like 50 yards and him taking it or who? Well, I mean, how much was. was always Aaron Rodgers in air yards? You'd see him hit oh. Devontae Adams 15 yards down the field. And oh, yeah. Dumb. I'm not disagreeing with that part. I'm saying I don't think he takes the shots down the field like We've seen Rodgers throw those ones where it's like the, I don't want to say necessarily YOLO because they always seem to hit his wide receivers perfectly, but like Adams getting open deep that I don't necessarily think Carr seems willing to do, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, his air yards, his air yards per attempt the last in 19 was 8.0, 8.2. So, intended air yards per pass attempt in 2021. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, 8.1 yards. Green Bay Packers, 7.7 yards. I am not saying Carr is as good as Aaron Rodgers, but I do think there is somewhat of a connection. I mean, they posted their picture of them together. Uh, They do seem excited about that. I also don't think Derek Carr has necessarily had a ton of weapons uh, to focus on. We saw, you know, him trying to do that with, with Waller, right? There will be no they don't slander on this show. They what? There will be no Zay Jones slander on this show. Uh, well, Zay Jones, there won't be slander because I don't even think of him. Uh, but Hunter Renfro had a t- 128 targets last year, 93 for Waller. Uh, you know, I think... If he finds a receiver that he likes, he will pepper him with targets, maybe not the same level as Green Bay, but you also don't know what this offense is going to look like with uh, Josh McDaniels. Uh, I think it won't be terrible. You're probably right. Devontae Adams was probably won't be the wide receiver one overall. I think we've seen enough great talent emerging in some places that are that will probably be higher volume offenses but at the same time the AFC West is turning into just a real all out guns blazing time murders row so it's going to be interesting I do think it hurts the fantasy value of Waller probably more than Renfro All right, let's uh, see here. Allen Robinson to the Rams. This was an interesting one, um, in my opinion. Three years, $45 million. Dennis, do you think the Rams still sign OBJ now? And what are your thoughts on Robinson going to the Rams? I'm torn. I feel it's definitely a 
play to win a title um, within the next three years. The Rams, the Rams are built to win now, and Robinson definitely um, he brings something a little bit different than Cooper Cup. Um, he doesn't have the I think the quickness that Cooper Cup has. He he can do a little more downfield. I don't know that. I don't I don't know what he brings with a, against Van Jefferson versus Odell versus Robert Woods. He feels a little bit redundant, especially with a team that had that that plays three wide receivers a lot. But there's probably going to be some volume there. Uh, and Matt Stafford, you know, he played with Calvin Johnson for a long time, and Calvin was a good downfield. Uh, receiver, and I think that's probably a little more of what Allen uh, Robinson does uh, brings to the the game. He's bigger than Van Jefferson. He's bigger than Robert Woods, so he'll bring a little bit more of that uh, contested catch stuff. But he, but it feels redundant unless they. You know, I can't if they're going to bring Odell back, then I feel like Van Jefferson and Robert Woods both are going to be on the move. At some point, uh, maybe they wait for Odell to actually get healthy and get on the field. Then they move Van Jefferson. Um, maybe they move Robert Woods now. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I like Robinson as a player. From a fantasy perspective, it's a little bit puzzling. Yeah, I'll be curious to see Allen Robinson. He's definitely going to be playing with the best quarterback he's ever played with, which was the hopes and dreams that all Allen Robinson stands have had. It does seem like they are probably going to move Woods. They've said they're taking uh, they're taking calls. I'll be curious to see how that plays out. I think he, I think they do want to re-sign OBJ. I think he liked being there. The reality of when he tore his ACL and it being the same knee that he had a problem with before probably means he's not ready till November or December. And so Van Jefferson still has a role there, but I think, you know, I like that offense with Robinson uh, across from cup. It will actually help cup too, because you can't just, you know, at the end tail end of the Super Bowl there, they put like everybody and their brother on cup. Um, you can't do that. If you have Allen Robinson, if Allen Robinson can bounce back to real form. Yeah, I mean, I think Robinson can be fine. We saw him have spurts there in Chicago. I really, I hate to say, I don't want to say maybe checked out, but I know he was dealing with an injury, and I think maybe it was one of those things where let's just get out of Chicago healthy at that point. Um, I still think he's a good player. Again, playing with the best quarterback he's ever had in Matt Stafford, a good offense, having Cooper Cup. Even if they do or don't bring back OBJ, they're still going to have uh, – Tutu Atwell, who I don't really know is ever going to be anything, but there's also somebody else that I'm forgetting that's played decently, and I cannot Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson there. So, like, they'll have a couple good wide receivers. I think Allen Robinson's an interesting fit. Um, I hope they bring back Odell. Um, I'm curious as what happens with him. I think at this point he probably – I honestly think, like, Robert Woods – well, Robert Woods has a contract. I think OBJ's probably going to have to sign, like, a two-year deal somewhere because – He's likely, I don't think, coming back anytime soon. Even if he's able to make it nine, ten months, you're talking about October, November before he's able to get back out on the field. That's practically the end of the season. Uh, so I'd like to see him go back somewhere because I, I still like Odell. I'd like to see him come back into the NFL. I don't know that the, the Rams need him, though, in bringing in 
Uh, Alan Robinson, Dennis, is there anywhere you'd prefer Robert Woods to go? I, I believe they actually have to trade him by Monday because yeah, that's when his, his contract is, is, yeah, it kicks in. So they're either going to, he's either going to get moved or he's going to get cut. Aiden, I see your question about the Jags. We'll answer that in just a second. Um, but your thoughts on Robert Woods, Dennis? You know, I, Indianapolis would be a good fit for him. Um, be a possession receiver with uh, Paris Campbell kind of doing short area stuff, Pittman downfield, um, Carolina. It would have been good good to see him uh, maybe go to the Jaguars and provide some stability there for um, uh, Trevor Lawrence, but you know they invested their receiver money uh, in other receivers. Uh, it's it's hard to say where where would I like to see him go. I mean those those strike me as being the best fits. Kansas City would have been a great fit, you know. It, I th- I think he's better than Juju, so, but that's not available now. Matt, any thoughts? Maybe the Eagles. That might be a good one. They could yeah. use a receiver like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. This none of free agency has played out the way uh, that I thought. You know, That's very true. Maybe that with the Rams do Green Bay a solid and just send Robert Woods over there. Get maybe. a first round pick. Get a second round think, pick. Get a see, pick I think a in this draft round. I don't think you'd get a first round for Woods at this point. But no, like, but if, if you got you like a second, second or a third, like, that would be better than what the Rams. Yeah, have. So, so, if I'm if I'm the Packers, I if I'm the Packers, I'd throw a second at him and see if you can get him or a third I mean, with his cap. They have pick fifty three and pick fifty nine is what they have. I'd do it. Throw throw fifteen out, Robert. Even if he doesn't start off the season, that still gives Rogers at least somebody. All right. Uh, so to Aiden's question, really quick, and then we're going to run through the last couple free agents um, before we get out of here because Matt is going to go on vacation. I see that you have Trevor Lawrence on your profile picture here, so I I, I assume you're a Jags fan. I think Brandon Sheriff was a great move, uh, shoring up that offensive line. I'd be very interested to see if they still go Evan Neal at one to really kind of improve that offensive line. Cause I don't think Cam Robinson stand much after this year with the franchise tag, or do they go defensive line for first outside of that? I'm not a big fan of all of the moves. I, I want to see what they're going to do with LaVisca Chanel. Cause I feel like he's more of a slot wide receiver. And then they brought in Christian Kirk, who is a slot wide receiver and paid him all that money. The one thing I will say is they're clearly trying to do everything they can to get weapons around Trevor Lawrence to help him. So good on them for that. Cause we just talked about how green Bay has tried to do that and has not done that at all to help out Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of things I want to see how it plays out. Like they have a lot of the same weapons in my opinion. I don't know how that works out getting all those guys on the field. Um, I'm actually kind of excited about the Evan Ingram signing. And maybe that's just me, you know, getting my hand caught in the cookie jar, however you want to put it too many times. Like Evan Ingram's got upside and we know that they've done a really good job with tight ends in that offense. So I'm very intrigued to see how Evan Ingram looks and Dan Arnold with Lawrence, but the wide receivers, like I'm just, I'm kind of holding my breath right now because I don't know what we're going to get out of those guys. They're definitely a top four team in the AFC South. Probably. Well, I, I feel like Kirk is being greatly undersold. Um, 
if for no other reason than volume. He's going to get volume. Um, Visca has shown um, nothing. And so to me, it's like maybe maybe there's a break. I mean, Visca is quickly headed towards Jalen Rager territory, Brian Edwards territory, um, which isn't great. And, um, you know, ETN, I I think ETN is going to have to hold down the fort until – James Robinson gets back. I like what ETN, the explosiveness he brings to the table. Uh, if he's fully recovered from the Liz Frank injury, I think he's going to be a dynamic playmaker. And, you know, the two tight ends, Arnold and uh, who, uh, Ingram, I think Ingram, can yeah. provide um, – they can provide some explosiveness down the middle of the field. I agree that they really lack a – big alpha Drake London type wide receiver. And I don't know where they're picking in this draft that they're going to So they've be got three in the top 20. Um, they've got this, I think it's 16, 17 oh, and 19. So they're going to get, exactly. if I was they thinking go, they had just the high one. No. Yeah. They've no, got 16, they 17, one. the Eagles. Oh, I'm no, thinking. Eagles. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Jacksonville one has number one. And yeah, they have number one. Yeah. One and 33. Yeah. yeah. So, so they're not Drake, taking a wide receiver at one. They got to right. hope someone falls to 33. In this draft class, like Drake London to me is the guy that fits what they need. Um, and Traylon Burks. And I, I just don't think either one of them are going to be there for them. And I, I don't know if I want to take George Pickens at 33 with his injury history. I feel like at 33, at, at 33, he could be. A, a great bargain based on what he's shown he can be, but I'm conflicted there. I'm I'd be sure happy with a good receiver drops to 33, though. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. He's really only had the one serious injury last year, so Dotson would be interesting too. I don't think Dotson's quite the alpha, he's a little bit smaller than originally listed. Uh, Pickens with his size and speed, I think, could be a you know, I mean, I don't know if you want to bet Robinson on injury, but you know who you could probably get in the third round? And it's a risk. But if it hits, I think it would be a massive hit for you. Why not take his teammate, Justin Ross? I know because he's I had think, the... I don't think Ross is going to... I think people are kind of down on him. Right, I, I so you he, take a shot he, at he him ran, in the, in the four in the or five, third, fifth round. That, Fourth, fifth That's round, fine. yeah, not in the third. I mean, he, I, he I'd ran like take a, a shot six five forty at his pro day, or four six one forty. So did Justin Jefferson, and look at what he I, did when before the injury. Ross was an absolute stud. I'd, I'd be willing to take a shot on him. All right, so we're gonna just run through. I'm gonna give you guys optimistic about the Jags. I think they're gonna be lucky to win four games. I'm going to run through the last uh, big signings here, and then I'm just going to have each of you pick out one that you want to talk about that you think was was a big deal here. So uh, during the show, I didn't see the exact contract details. I'll just throw it out here because Matt is a secret Dallas Cowboys fan. James Washington to the Cowboys. So kind of bringing in another wide receiver with the loss of Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson. You got Von Miller to the Bills, six years, $120 along with O.J. Howard, who signed a one-year 3.5 deal. 
Juju signed just after the Deshaun Watson news broke to the Chiefs for a one-year prove-it deal on 10, for $10.75 million. Chris Godwin signs a long-term deal with the Bucks for three years, $60 million. They also get Russell Gage. Rumors are they're also going after Julio Jones. DJ Chark to the Lions on a one-year $12 million deal. Austin Hooper to the Titans on a one-year deal. Tyrod Taylor signs as insurance for the Giants. And Raheem Mostert continues to um, add just a big-ass question mark to the Dolphins' backfield, signing to the Dolphins' backfield here with, like, eight other backs. So, yeah. Matt, what and is – uh, Just one-year, $3.25 million. Gotcha. What is uh, one deal that stands out to you? I'm going to go with uh, with Vaughn Miller. Um Denver was trying to get him back. Uh, the Rams were trying to get him back. That's a huge contract. 60, six years, 120 million, and something like 50 million of it was guaranteed uh, over the first three years, 50 or 52 million. The Bills, uh, you know, may not be in the AFC West, but they're going to have to go through it to get to the Super Bowl. I think we're seeing the Bills having been agonizingly close the last couple of years. Uh, and falling just short are doing everything they possibly can uh, to try to get there. I'm not the OJ Howard signing made me sad because I like Dustin Knox and I don't know what that means, but Von Miller, they've done some pieces on defense. They still have some draft picks. Um, I thought that was a, a pretty big signing. Um, try, especially kind of, uh, We've always made jokes here. Von Miller seems to destroy the Patriots. I thought that was kind of funny. Now he goes into their division. I I, I think that the signing of Raheem Mostert to the Dolphins, it, it yes, the backfield is going to be muddy to start out with. But Raheem Mostert, he's there to teach that offense to the running back room. We see it all the time with when coordinators go and they get jobs as head coaches and they have a specific, it's Brandon Bolden going to the Raiders. Bolden is there to teach the offense. Um, so while Mostert's probably going to get a fair amount of run, he'll be the, I think he's the two to chase Edmonds with Gaskin as the guy that backs up both of them. Um, and all three are probably going to have a hundred, yard one touchdown game on your bench this year. Um, I, I think that's good for what the team is trying to do. Not great for fantasy. And I love Chark to Detroit just because I think his skill set complements Amon Ross St. Brown's skill set very well. Yeah, Chark was one that stood out to me. I mean, I, I had him very high last year before the injury. I, I'd love to be able to see him bounce back. I mean, Vaughn as well. Like that entire AFC East has just been like loading up. And then the Patriots are over there, like getting rid of everybody. So I'm really intrigued to see how that works out. I mean, if I'm really picking one, it's uh Juju. I'm just excited about the, uh, the TikToks, him and whatever Patrick Mahomes brothers name is, are going to make with Brittany. Uh, I think they're going to become like a, a great little trio. <laughs> there it's going to be great dancing on the uh, I, phenomenal i'm here for it. you go juju go get yours all right so that will do it for us today uh matt is on vacation that was the best analysis I've, uh, I, I thought so too i've um i've got family in town next week so we will not have a podcast monday but i believe we'll be back friday 
yes. So we will all be back Friday in case anything crazy. If something super crazy happens, I'll try and like jump on for like five minutes or something. But outside of that, we'll, uh, we will be back on Friday. So everybody enjoy your weekends. T- stay safe. And we will talk to you guys again in a week. Lindsay's Pre- Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your pop on there. I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored.